Today on Across the Cavs. Trey Collins Sexton? <laughs> Next. Draft lottery. Playoffs. And more. Round three is no joke. This is where we separate the pretenders from the contenders. Get some skin in the game with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They're offering free-to-play pools every day of these conference finals. Offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes each day. The best part is free-to-play. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. And important to know that DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience download the top rated DraftKings app now and use promo code tbpn when you sign up to get your free shot at up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs and of these conference finals head to DraftKings pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes that's promo code tbpn For a limited time, only at DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. It's June 25th. It's 2021. Three days post-draft lottery. One day post-Yogi Ferrell first ever conference finals victory. As mentioned on the intro... This is Across the Cavs. I'm Zach Weiss. Welcome. Right off the bat, wasting no time. Trading Colin Sexton because you have the third pick in the draft. LMFAO. Laughing my, you know the rest. Ridiculous. No. No. Why? Just why? Colin Sexton's gotten better every year. We were getting all-star talk last season from all of y'all. 20 straight against the Brooklyn freaking Nets. He's hot. He can get scorching. He is one of the best young scorers in the game. Yes, there are quite a few nowadays. But he's up there. He's clutch. He hits all the big ones when we need them. He hasn't complained a second. The negative media attention doesn't bother him. He goes on all the big podcasts. He talks a big, smooth game. Come on. Is is this for real? Are, Are we serious with this? Trading Colin Sexton. It's bad enough that most of you want him to come off the bench as it is and as last year's team was. Okay, who's, who's going to start for him? I've said this. So are they going to start Dante Exum in his place? Was my, my boy Matthew Dellavedova going to get healthy and start in his place? Was Dylan Wendler really going to start after missing an entire season ahead of Colin Sexton? Yo, come on. Disgraceful. I really believe that most of the people that listen to, to my show and that follow me and that I interact with and they're Cavs fans are actually Cavs fans. And they're not just those media people. They're not just their spawns. 
are you guys just the burner accounts and they're pretending to be fans pretending to be between 17 and 25 and just watching for fun is it a sick joke Colin Sexton was averaging 25 a game. It's his third season. The supporting cast, really, there are some good players, was not good. He played a lot without Darius Garland, especially down the stretch. Larry Nance was barely out there. Kevin Love doesn't play a lick of defense. And you want to trade Colin Sexton because Jalen Green comes around. Jalen Green, who, by the way, played for the G League Ignite with Brian Shaw. Yeah, he, look, I do want, I would love it if the Cavs drafted Jalen Green. You're not trading Colin Sexton. It's not going to become Greenland. This isn't going to become a Greenland backcourt. Okay? It, it could work. But no, Jalen Green is coming off the darn bench. You are not going to tell me that Colin Sexton who puts up scoring numbers like Donovan Mitchell is just going to be pushed to the bench because of a lottery pick. I remember Nick fans, when they drafted OB top, like, yeah, Trey Randall, don't Randall. I, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Julius Randall no, was no Colin Sexton coming into the season. It was coming off a disappointing year, and he was on a big contract. But still, top 10 pick, guy that plays the same position as your – suspected star and they didn't do that look what randall did all right third pick is great and honestly there's options i know the Cavs are going to host a ton of workouts i don't know exactly what they're looking for i do think power forward is the most pressing need for for a, like a franchise player you're going to pay jared allen so maybe you put evan mobley at the four maybe you trade down and get a four probably not I mean, you're going to take one of Jalen Green or Evan Mobley once Cade Cunningham is off the board. Man, I wish we could have just gotten the first pick. Because if the Cavs had gotten the first pick, just pick Cade and you're done. Regardless, though, third pick is really good. Cavs fans are delusional. We're not trading Colin Sexton. And if they decide to trade Colin Sexton, I would be very disappointed. And... I don't, I think Kobe Altman's a good GM. I, I don't dislike him. I, I know a lot of people have some strong takes. I think the Hartenstein or Hartenstein trade was really smooth. The Jared Allen addition was fantastic. Okoro, Garland, Sexton are three good draft picks. So stop hating on him. What'd he do wrong? Had to trade Kevin Porter. He didn't want to be here. And we didn't want him around. It was more so he didn't want him around than he didn't want to be here. But still, it went both ways. He thrived in a new environment. That's why he dropped 50. He's gone. You're going to blame him for that? The Kevin Love contract, you're rewarding a guy that helped you win a title and dealt with rumors and drama and BS for four years. We all remember every trade deadline. Kevin Love's name comes up. Where is he going now? LeBron's like, you got to look at yourself in the mirror, whatever that weird cryptic Instagram post. That was weird. His social media was weird. He had the post-game photo ops. And they're always like, oh, he was left out. Oh, he was left out. It was a weird time. But Kevin Love covered Curry, forced the miss. The Cavs won the title. He was a part of that. Broke his arm in the previous playoff because of a dirty play from a dirty player named Kelly. Came back. And 
they won the title. Yes, they lost eight of their next nine finals games over the next two years. Doesn't matter. Yes, he's been hurt. And yes, I'm kind of fed up with him now. But he won a title with the team. LeBron had just left. He made a commitment. Yes, $30 million a year. But that's a commitment to a team that he knew would be rebuilding. After dealing with the Minnesota, uh, whatever you want to call it, turmoil, just the level of ineptitude, whatever. Dealt with it. Now he was dealing with it again. Four playoff trips in a career that started in 2008. Not a lot of postseason years, but he stuck around. So I do hope they trade him, but stop getting mad at Kobe for that, okay? If the Lakers, let's say, added – let's say let's say Kobe Bryant, right, has a re- isn't the player he actually was. Kobe Bryant's the third option. Let's say that you had prime Shaq – and then you had, let's let's just say for fun, like a prime Scottie Pippen. But say that they had higher roles. Kobe was the third guy. Again, RIP Kobe won too. This would never happen in real life. It's total hypothetical. Okay? They win the title. And then they lose. For the next year, they lose in the finals. Pippen and Shaq are like, all right, we out. And then the third guy is like, you know what? We're going to be rebuilding now. But I like it here. They're going to pay me. I want to stay. And on the front office side, they dealt with all the drama of the star players being the third fiddle. And then they came in and they said, I want to stay and try and help turn it around. And Kevin Love's attitude's been toxic. And again, that's a very weird analogy. I get it. Kobe, Scotty, and Shaq. Those are just the first three names I could think of. But you're rewarding the player that wants to stick, that dealt with it all, and now gets to take on a larger role like they did on their previous team when they were the alpha option, okay? That's all this is. That's all that was. I hope my credibility isn't gone for using those names, but I think you guys understand the point, okay? That's why they paid love. All right, good job by Kobe Altman to this point, and I'm happy as a Cavs fan that they did re-sign him at the time. More has to be done now to fix this team but that has nothing to do with kev it might help trading him but yeah getting back to that and then moving on to the next topic not trading sexton and if they do trade sexton well then i might start questioning kobe altman but for right now i think he's done a very good job they might need to change a head coach at some point this year if jb doesn't cut it you know just like with memphis and with houston or more so with memphis builds a great relationship he comes in he gets the long term higher and then as soon as he's in things start going a little poorly but here's what i do know and what i talked about last year and the year prior he's a relationships guy people like him people respect him he remember he usurped david fisdale in memphis he was still in his wedding which happened months after that coaching move was made by the front office no hard feelings he's a relationships guy his father bernie He's with the Cavs in the front office. You know, JB knows how to get along with people, and that's why he's the coach. And I do hope it does work out because with all these teams hiring and firing coaches, I think, what, eight teams are, <clears throat> are changing, and the Bucks might, if they don't win, get rid of Budenholzer even still. So it's a tough world out there, and it's just a constant coaching carousel. So Cavs fans, let's hope that we don't, get thrown into that and we can work it with JB. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So moving on. 
There's a birthday today. Wardell Stephen Curry. No, we're not talking about the three-point GOAT. We're talking about senior. Dell. We could go by just Dell. Well, Steph, uh, Wardell Jr. goes by Stephen. Del Curry, happy 57th birthday. 15th pick of the Jazz in 86. Spent a quiet rookie season in Utah. Then he came to Cleveland in 87, 88 for a year with the Cavs. He was traded with Kent Benson. Cavaliers actually traded Daryl Dawkins and Melvin Turpin in that trade. Yes, Dawkins was way past his prime. He was injured. This isn't, you know, RIP, this isn't Sixers high-flying big Duncan Daryl Dawkins. And how exactly did Daryl Dawkins get to Cleveland? Well, he, I believe, signed, actually, I don't even, if you look at his basketball reference page, a little odd, but that's beside the point. Daryl Dawkins, part of the trade to get Dell to Cleveland. It was only for a year. And then after that season, he was taken in the expansion draft by Charlotte. Steph was born that year. Dell and Cleveland were not yet the three-point threat we know him to be. During his one season, Dell only shot 81 threes in 79 games. He made 28. It's not the three-point shooter he was in the mid to late 90s with the Hornets when he was the best in the NBA. But he scored 12,000 points in the NBA, 1,200 threes, 2,600 rebounds, almost 1,000 steals. And you know what? The only the only bad thing, the only thing that stinks about uh, Del Curry is that he never made it to a conference finals. While his son is out here just gunning championships, or he's out here shotgunning championships like a six pack. He might win again, but Del Curry, fifty seven. Happy birthday, Big Del Wardell Senior. He, by the way, is 6'4". His son, Steph, is 6'3". And his other son, Seth, Seth Curry, you guys know, he played a single game for the Cavs. It wasn't very long. It was a very brief run. Seth Adam, A-D-H-A-M, Curry, his full name. He had a good year with the Sixers this year. Very good year. Shot lights out in the playoffs. And, by the way, Curry... The shot 42% or better from three in five straight seasons while making a high volume of shots, a career 45% shooter. His future is very bright. This marked the first year he started every game that he played in. Played in. So I look for Curry to continue to be an impact player. Wish he was in Cleveland. But yeah, happy birthday, Dell. Right? Now he's uh, a year older. And, you know, there's not a ton else to really cover. You know, the NBA playoffs have been going in full force. So let's do a little throwback for you. P.J. Tucker's playing for the Bucks. You all thought there were only three former Cavs still in the playoffs. That would be in the form of Campaign and Jay Crowder in Phoenix and Yogi Ferrell in L.A. You're wrong. Summer League 2007. The Cleveland Cavaliers, P.J. Tucker logs three games. Didn't shoot any threes. He averaged seven points, four rebounds, an assist and a steal over, over 63 minutes across three games in the summer league. 
played alongside Romeo Travis, LeBron's high school teammate and longtime friend. Shannon Brown, of course, was the leader. A guy named Darius Rice played well for the team. And Dwayne Jones, whose NBA career never really panned out, had a good, uh, good old summer league. But yeah, P.J. Tucker, he played for the Cavs in summer league. So how do you like that? Really something, huh? P.J. was really there. Summer League Tucker in a Cavs uniform. You'll have to ask P.J. himself for pictures because there's really not many stock images. You go to Google Images, you go to Google Search, you, you type it in, you're really not going to find much. But P.J. was a Cav in that summer. So technically speaking, the Atlanta Hawks are the only team without at least one former Cav on the roster, meaning that one of our alums might be winning a title this year. Hey, we'll see, but shout out to PJ 07 Summer League. How about those Clippers? They're in a very exciting battle with the Phoenix Suns, a series that is now 2-1 in the favor of the Suns, where it could be 2-1 in favor of the Clippers. Phoenix dropping to 10-3 in the playoffs, Clippers improving to 9-7. and You know, that's the product of a 6-7 and game series versus 6-4. and Three more games played than their opponents. Suns are currently favored, despite being the road warriors, to win the next game. And it's been fun, you know, watching them go at it. No Kawhi stinks, but you had Chris Paul in, and then they lose. I mean, man, that's basketball, right? You never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. And it's 2-1. A lot's going to go down. I'm taking the Clippers, by the way, to win game four. Yogi Ferrell, 15th man. They're making it work. Tyloo makes rotational adjustments every game. The minutes switch. And as a result of that, you know, the other team can't game plan properly. Jay Crowder had nine and six. Cameron Payne got hurt, only played four minutes in the first quarter. And on the Clippers' side, Rondo didn't play the second half. Kennard and Morris got more minutes. Patrick Beverly, in three inserted into the game, made the biggest play, stripping it from Booker. And D. Book, by the way, coming off a 40-point trip dub in game one, had just 15-5-5 five, and five in the game. So Clippers defense is stepping up. And in the other series, Hawks-Bucks, what can we say about Trey Young other than I wish he was on the Cavs? Nah, love Colin. <clears throat> Always will. But, you know, you, you look at the scenario, 48 and 11 assists. The kid's only 22. I could walk up the train and be like, sup, sup, young bro, or sup, sup, young man, little homie, whatever. I, I wouldn't do any of that. I could do that because he's only 22. I'm 25. Trey Young is three years younger than me. And he put up 48, 6, and 11 in the conference finals against a team that just beat the Brooklyn Nets. After hitting all the clutch shots against the number one Philadelphia 76ers, through F. Trey Young, through Trey is balding, through Trey sucks, stinks, whatever, they have been screaming at him for two rounds. He didn't give a single hoot. He did his job. He played aggressively. He made winning plays. And now, off to Milwaukee. 
on the road. They steal game one. I'm not sure this has happened before. A number five seed. The Heat don't count. There was a bubble. A number five seed. Or I guess a six, seven, or eight would count. Making it to the conference finals, A. B. Also winning game one on the road in three different arenas. You know, the garden was crazy. We remember how loud it was. I was intimidated watching from my couch in game one. And in Philly, man, they were, those fans are relentless. They're ruthless. They don't respect any players that come in on other teams. They're crazy. But what happens? Do I know what happened? Trey Young happened. Even when he's missing shots, he's still the most effective player on the court. Wait, why? That makes no sense. No, it does. Limits his turnovers. Usually gets double-digit assists. Even when he, when he was, what, four for, for 22 at one stage. It was three for – it was two for 19 at one stage in the Philly game seven. He made three of his last four shots. He's still drawing all the attention. So you, it's not like you can ease up because he's so bad in a given day. You do that, he hits it just – to see someone 22 years old in their first playoffs carrying themselves with this much poise, I mean, the last guy in his third year having never been to the playoffs to get this far like this has to be LeBron James. And obviously LeBron is way better than what Trey Young is, even still. LeBron averaged, I think, 31 his third season. Or no, it was his fourth season that he made the finals, actually. So... Scratch that. No one, no one does this. All right? Just respect. Nothing but respect. Now, if I could just find my Trey Young shirt buried in my closet somewhere, we'd, we'd all be good. I'd have it. He'd be winning. I'd be wearing it regardless, though. Shout out to him. Playoffs have been great. And now that we know the Cavs have the number third pick, we can start making real scenarios. You know, Evan Mobley would be a really nice touch. I think he could play the stretch four next to Allen and make it work. Kind of like Jaron Jackson in Memphis, right? Except he'll need to put on a little weight and I need to uh, maybe add a handle or something besides just a catch and shoot. Defensively, though, if the Cavs can run a zone and you can get Allen and Mobley in there, we are going to be set, man, against a lot of teams. And if it's Jalen Green, you have a sixth man at least for this year, and then you can evaluate. No reason to get rid of Garland or Sexton. Then again, it, it stinks, though, that they're in this position because Jalen Green is such a great talent, but is he really going to pair better with Garland or Sexton than Garland and Sexton pair with each other? Sexland really, I think, works. A lot of people don't agree. Obviously, the media doesn't agree. You didn't want uh, Drogso, uh, Drogic and Bledsoe to work. They went 49 and 33 or 48 and 34, I should say, in a given season in that one year. So it can work. Lowry and Van Vliet, I mean, they're just great defenders. It's a little different, but that works. Damon CJ, I've been in the, we're in the conference finals together. They were in the second round a bunch of times. Yes, they had a lot of losses, but they did show in the regular season at least. It works. So don't give up on it. It's not going to be Greenland or Sex Green or Green Set, whatever. Garland and Sexton, that's it. That's the tweet. That's the backcourt. That's what I want. That's what we should all want. 
I'm cool with Jalen Green, but not at the expense of one of those two. What does that mean for Coro? Who knows? Do I wish I asked Coro was 6'8"? Darn tootin' I do. Well, let's see what happens. Point of this whole episode, shout out to Del Curry, one year in Cleveland, Seth. Rant about Sexton, because that just really put me in a bad mood yesterday. Not going to lie when I saw that. Come on. It's BS. Take yourself seriously as a basketball fan and stop putting this stuff out there. And also, you know, get some lottery words out. So, yeah, third pick, keep Sexton. And also, Colby Altman is a good GM. I don't care what any of you say. That's it for this edition of Across the Cavs. Coming back real soon. Zach Weiss saying have a great weekend. Subscribe. Rate. You know the drill. Peace. Till next time.